Chapter Eleven of the Social War of Nineteen Hundred, or the Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Chenever. The Social War of Nineteen Hundred, or the Conspirators and Lovers by Simon Landis. Chapter Eleven Shrewd Expose of Cosmopolitan Rascality. The work of sanctimonious deviltry, as well as the melodramatic acting, was now about being commenced on both sides, and as Victor Juno was about restored to comparatively good health sent his agents to lease the philadelphia walnut street theatre for sunday evening preaching which aroused the bloody conspirators to renew efforts to conquer him by either disgracing or killing him victor juno advertised in all the daily weekly and sunday newspapers that he should preach next sunday evening in the walnut street theatre on the rock upon which the church split in which he should advocate the running of the streetcars in Philadelphia on Sunday. This announcement was hailed by the great majority of the people with delight, which was proved by the immense crowd of the elite and humble that filled the theatre from pit to dome, whilst from five to ten thousand ladies and gentlemen could not gain admission. This popularity was excruciatingly nauseating to the bloody conspirators as well as distasteful to the more generous and sincere religionists however the latter would not have thought of interfering or menacing victor juno although violently opposed to having the street cars running on their holy sabbath had not the bloody conspirators thrown firebrands amongst the denominational cliques who were thereby persuaded almost to a man that there was violent danger in the atmosphere or the good reverend joe peer deacon rob stew nancy clover and company should not have warned the believers there were now various elements at work the sincere but misled followers of the flock were in wonderful earnestness the medical clique also were so bitter that their sincerity to destroy the influence of or mr juno himself could not be doubted the editorial staff laid back until they could learn who would win for they cared not a whit for either party on account of principle or love for their hobbies as they styled their causes but they were after the filthy lucre and high positions among men whilst the whirlings rather relished the battle that was breeding in the air the latter are always in the majority and they are also ever ready to investigate anything that is not too indecent or inconsistent still they are not a class under existing morbid civilized life to be relied upon for succor because having been misled and humbugged from infancy to old age by the professed saints medical lights political honorables and lucre grubbing editorial cliques as a natural consequence are equally suspicious of innovators moreover the people not being educated in sound human science 
do very little or no thinking from beauty upon the fixed laws of nature and nature's god hence are naturally suspicious irreverent and recklessly impious therefore reformers always labor under very unfavorable circumstances which is the reason that all genuine reformers are only appreciated many years after they have gone beyond this shoal of tears the staunch and sincere followers of the sectarian churches are afraid of reformers the standard medical profession is too dignified and learned in potions and fine classic terms to be annoyed by rude naturalists or less scientific charlatans the bloody conspirators claiming to possess ownership by might if not by right of everything entwine themselves around the hearts of the unsuspecting and innocent whilst they swear allegiance to orthodoxy and medicine and religion and bitterly detest innovators the newspaper fraternity and municipal rings neither fear nor hate orthodoxy or liberalists provided the pile of stamps is balanced but when the precious jingling stuff inclines one way then they behold more respectability decency and godliness on that side of the house with the foregoing illustration of the position of victor juno the reader may be able to realize the unenviable state of a heroic reformer but the power of the bona fide natural christian or normal man is immense over the weak minds of a sickly nation as will be seen by the way victor hugo holds the entire community uneasy causing thousands to quake in their boots he takes his enemies by storm and rends asunder the sophistries of century-born customs which shakes the foundations of falsely erected houses until amazement stultifies the human mind End of chapter 11